0: New Year, everybody in Sharks territory. I'm Aaron James, and this is the Shark City Podcast, our first podcast of the brand new year in 2023. Oh boy, it's been quite the vacation. I'm not going to, um, you know, try to make it sound like it hasn't been, um, you know, that cozy weather here in San Jose and bundle up for all you locals because the storm is coming in the Bay area. Um, one more time as we're hearing here in the news. Anyways, how's everybody's holidays been? We haven't got together to talk Sharks hockey since before the Christmas break. So, um, you know, belated Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody out here in Shark City. Um, We have quite a show ahead of us tonight. We are going to first and foremost, obviously, we're going to talk about the latest news with uh, Ryan Merkley wanting a uh, trade out of San Jose. Uh, We'll also go into Shark City Hockey's 2022 Till Person of the Year. Uh, If you don't follow us on social media, then I'll have no spoilers. If you do, you already know who it is. And um, if you want to follow us on social media, you could do so at Shark City Hockey on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, We'll also talk about the historic week for the Sharks Blue Liners. And um, we'll also... If you don't mind, we'll probably end the whole show with um, just a year in review. You know, the year of 2022 in Sharks territory from a fan's perspective. All right. So um, once again, I'm Aaron James. This is Shark City Podcast for January 3rd, 2023. Uh, Shark City Podcast is official podcast of SharkCityHockey.com and proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, so let's get into the breaking news. What is pretty much going down, um, or what will soon go down in San Jose, uh, Ryan Merkley, the sharks, former first round draft pick 21st overall in 2018 has decided that his tenure in San Jose is done. It's over. Um, so it's been less than five years, obviously. Since uh, the Sharks acquired Ryan Merkley. And um, he feels like he needs a fresh start. So for those of you who may not know who Merkley is. Because maybe you recognize the face. It was quite the meme and quite the uh, gif or gif whatever. However you say it. Tomato, tomato. Uh, Last season when he was in the lineup with the Sharks. uh, Merkley was projected to be essentially a superstar uh, defenseman specifically for his ability to score we'll get into that a little bit later but um here's a story out of san jose mercury news so a hat tip to curtis bashalka of the bay area news group so um he has the story of quoting Merkley's agent saying we feel a change will be better for him opportunity wise after five years so um that right there was wrote in via or that was submitted via email to the mercury news so, again, uh, kudos to Curtis Pichelka and the Bay Area News Group for um, you know, putting that out there for a Sharks fans to see. Um, the article also points out that Merkley has 44 points in 93 career regular season games with the Barracuda. Um, this season, obviously, Merkley's numbers are not up to par. He has 14 points. All of them are on... Uh, they're all apples. They're all assists. He has 14 points in 30 games. And... Um, Obviously, the biggest thing is he was benched for a large portion of a game that was played back just a couple days after Christmas at the Tech CU Arena against the Bakersfield Condors. And, um, you know, this requesting a trade news breaking out earlier today is, um, you know, it's just it's just pretty much, you know, obviously, you know, let me take a step backwards. It seems like it was leading up to this moment, which isn't a surprise, especially here in Sharks territory. Um again I'll give my reaction out in just a moment just want to stick with the facts and the story. Um so again from the Mercury News, the local paper here in San Jose, um apparently the Barracuda coach John McCarthy had not heard of the trade requests prior to today. So it seems as perhaps he found out the same way the rest of us did on social media, not too sure. Uh, Don't quote me on that, but um, in regards to um, what the coach John McCarthy of the Barracuda thinks that Merkley could use some improvement on, apparently he feels that what's missing from his game, and I quote, it's just a little bit of urgency, the urgency to go back for pucks, and a little bit of defensive detail. Those would be the things that we would look for in order for him to have continued playing in the game, referring to the game in which he was benched. Um, Coach McCarthy went on to also say, and I quote, but it's stuff we've addressed with him and he knows and we go through the video. He wants to get better. We want him to get better. We want our team to get better. Uh, Merkley obviously did not practice with the CUDA this morning. And um, instead of doing, you know, he was just doing off-ice workouts instead of doing team practices. And um, yeah, so, you know, this isn't news for me honestly it isn't news for me. It obviously isn't news for um, other sharks fans out there as the paper points out. And I just want to give kudos and give credit to where it's due. Um, you know, Merkley wasn't, they point out that he wasn't taken overseas to start the season off against the Nashville predators. Um, that pretty much Mike Greer, general manager, Mike Greer and coach David Quinn took undrafted defenseman, Nick Cisek to Europe <laughs> instead of Merkley. So, um, You know, I mean, it was even before that, his rookie season with the Barracuda. And you know what? I guess I'll just get into my reaction at this point, okay? So let me get into my reaction here. Um, That makes sense. So really quick here. Pardon me as I gather my thoughts. All right. So um, get used to hearing this story for the next couple of months here in San Jose, okay? Uh, Brent Burns, now Ryan Merkley in the previous episode, we discussed how on NHL Network, um, it was speculated that Captain Logan Couture, or you know, it would, the scenario kind of occurred. This was when Randy Hahn appeared after his 2000th game uh, on NHL Network on Sirius XM. Conversation occurred in which, like you know, what would happen if Logan Couture wanted out of San Jose? Um, obviously, there is no reason to believe that he does. Nor did Randy Hahn provide any indication that. The sharks don't want him there either. Just to clarify, but um, the whole point is, this is going to be a recurring theme and story for the next couple of months leading up to the trade deadline here in San Jose. Um, so apparently, you know, and this is just for some more context. What Randy Hahn had mentioned, and this is what apparently you know, this is exactly what Brent Burns did, and now Ryan Merkley. Not necessarily he. Not necessarily saying he went to uh, Greer. Maybe he went to Joe Will. But uh, apparently, you know, it's like an open-door policy over there. You go ask the GM, you want to be moved, and, you know, they'll try to make it happen for you. So, again, just get used to these stories as the trade deadline approaches closer to Sharks territory. Uh, I'm not surprised that Ryan Merkley and the Sharks are in this situation. Uh, He was a promising prospect, as I mentioned earlier, selected in the first round of the 2018 draft. He showed potential to be a superstar in 2017 in the OHL, where he put up 67 points in 63 games. If you go further back to his times in the juniors, the production value was pretty much the same. But since 2019, when he posted 76 points in 60 games to the London Knights, the Sharks just haven't got what they needed from the uh, 21st overall selection in 2018. Um, So, Merkley is an offensive defenseman who was asked to focus more on developing the defensive aspects of his game, right? Right. Ah uh, the results are this prospect has barely been able to show the potential of being a second line blue liner in the NHL and his perceived potential is continuing to decline. Uh, the good news is is that he's still projected to be a solid NHL um top four defenseman and you know maybe that is what's best uh, as I kind of uh spoken about the London Knights, uh, his last real productive season, um that happened after a trade. so, you know this is might be what you know merkley um you know needs to regain that status of being a superstar defenseman because again right now he's looking like he may not even break um you know top 6 in the um in the sharks and obviously they feel the same way having benching him on the cuda all right so um, now I ask all of you out there, to be honest, uh, I just want to know, is Merkley a casualty of the boogeyman and now Quinn's reportedly, quote-unquote reportedly inability to develop prospects, or is Merkley just one of the many Doug Wilson-era pieces that we will presumably and perhaps frequently see move on from the team? I'm sure Joel Will and John McCarthy will have uh, you know, some more clarity in the days to come to add to this whole um, storyline here, but I'm just curious about what you fans think out there. Anyways, at any time, if you want to join, I'm in the conversation. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, uh, by all means, drop a comment in the comment section and, uh, you know, we'll respond to your live on the show. But moving on. So. For about a few consecutive years here. We at Shark City Hockey have kind of selected what we feel is the till person of the year um so without building it up any further i'm just going to dive right into it uh shark city hockey has selected we announced this uh right before the christmas break that our 2022 till person of the year is none other than timo meyer all right so we're having a little bit of fun here in the new year um we're going to kind of recap some of the games after this segment but right now let's just kind of um reminisce a little bit on what was 2022 and uh specifically with Timo Meyer. Um so you know, it was all everyone knew it was all good with Timo Meyer becoming the first um franchise excuse me, the first forward in franchise history to score five goals in a single game. Uh, my bad. Super excited about um what's it come with this guy. He did that by the way even in the midst of being in the same um conversations like you're hearing this season. You know, speculation that he might be traded, Um, but Timo Meyer became the first player in San Jose Sharks history to score five goals in a game. Uh, That happened against the LA Kings at the Tank. Um, Six to two victory was the final, so he was in on all the goals except one. Um, Timo Meyer notched his uh, the hat trick in that game before the first period even ended. Um, He then scored his fourth goal less than two minutes into the second period. Uh, his fourth goal f- for that moment moved him into a tie for the Sharks' uh, goal record for uh, a game with Owen Nolan and Patrick Marlowe and Tomas Hurdle and Evander Kane. And um, then he broke the record with his fifth goal, just 27 seconds after, um, you know, the second intermission or, you know, after the third period uh, just begun. So, um Meyer was the fifth player in the NHL to score five goals in a game since the year 2000, since the Y2K. And uh, this right here is coming via The Athletic, the stat. The record for the most goals in an NHL game is seven, scored by Joe Malone of the Quebec Bulldogs in 1920. So, um, you know, he was two away from doing something that hasn't been done in almost 100 years. Anyways, um. Timo Meyer obviously was the 2022 All Star selection for San Jose Sharks at 25 years old. He scored a goal and assist. Um, specifically, why Meyer is a 2022 Till Person of the Year is, you know, since he was acquired, uh, Timo Meyer has shown first line potential for about, I don't know, about the last decade, right? But in 2022, he finally reached and surpassed that superstar potential. Um, again, last season, he made his uh, first all-star team appearance in just a sixth season of NHL competition. Right now, he's currently ranked 50 in the top 300 fantasy hockey skaters. Uh, he's currently on a hot streak with 11 points in the last eight games. And he leads the Sharks um, right now, I believe. He still is the Sharks' leader score of uh, 21 goals, 17 assists. Uh, 38 points, and I believe the projection he's on track to have at 0.97 points per game average. He's projected to have 80 points this season, so he's um you know continuing to be uh, just quite the force and quite the um you know quite the surprise in my opinion. I honestly thought with everything that happened last season with team uh with Tomas Hurdle that he would be the more consistent. Uh, superstar for the Sharks, but Timo Meyer has been a pleasant surprise. So congratulations to the 2022 Till Person of the Year. All right, just want to have a little fun, to be honest with you, before we got into uh, some recaps of these games. We're going to breeze right through these games to be 100 with you. Um, so the Saladay Sharks took on the Vancouver Canucks not too long ago. Um... They lost that game six to two for Sharks territory. The main storylines were Timo Meyer and Eric Carlson. Timo became the first ever Sharks to have multiple five-game goal streaks in a game season. He joins Patrick Marleau as the only Sharks with three or more five-game goal streaks. Uh, Timo Meyer also reached 300 NHL points in 430 games. Just to add, which means he is the fourth fastest player. Who made their NHL debut with the Saltsie Sharks to hit the three hundred point mark? He's only behind Captain Longchieur with four hundred, previous former captain Joe Pavelski with four twenty five, and for some of you, the original thirty nine winger Jeff Friesen at four twenty seven to do it. You know, at that mark, anyways. Pardon me uh, to do it as fast as he did. Okay, so um, with An assist on Timo Meyers' goal. Eric Carlson extended his point streak to a career-long 10 games, marking the longest ever point streak by a Sharks defenseman. It's the first time... um, Excuse me. It's the first 10-game scoring um, streak by a Sharks since Joe Thornton. Uh, That was way back in 2016. Stanley Cup final campaign year. Um, Some people were a little confused, to be honest with you. So, just want to touch on that so some of you out there on social media were asking like hey it says that it is the first time or the longest ever point streak by a sharks defenseman but what about his 14 point streak back in 2018-2019 uh, it is true eric carlson did have a 14 point streak or 14 game point streak pardon me in 2018-2019 however he served a two-game suspension, all right? So it was split between an eight-game point streak, a two-game suspension, and then the remaining six games, he scored points. So this is naturally and what the Sharks are regarding as the first time ever a defenseman in franchise history has reached a 10-game point streak. So just for clarification there, all right. Um so yeah, like I said we're going to breeze through these games, um going back in time and catching up. You know, going back toward the holidays and we'll catch up um to the more uh previous <laughs> more like stuff to really talk about because, you know, as we roll through these games, you'll notice the trend is the Sharks are not winning. Um this game right here specifically, I have Some takes, I have a take I want to definitely share with y'all, but give me one moment to sip my tea here. (sighs) Thank you. Okay, Uh, the Sharks lost this game 43 in overtime, and this was a game that they obviously should have won, could have won, and probably some of you out there would say didn't want to, to be honest with you. Uh, For Sharks territory, the main storylines were Tomas Hurdle and Eric Carlson in both the good and bad. Okay, Uh, Hurdle scored in both the first and second periods, so... At that point, against in the game against the Flyers, he had four goals in his last five games. Um, but still, you know, sounds like Sharks still couldn't get it done. Um, his first goal, just you know, to keep track of the whole Eric Carlson um, historic run here. I'm pretty sure by the end of this, uh, by the end of this week, some of y'all might be having. Um, they're saying this on NHL Network. Like, how much more can you say about Eric Carlson? Right. Anyways. Um, not trying to say get tired of talking about success because it's exciting. It's probably one of the only exciting things that's going to come out of this season. Um, unless it starts to turn it around, obviously, you know, um, and we'll get to this game in a moment, my bad. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're already 1-0 in 2023. Okay, putting too much sauce on it. Uh, so back to this game. So much hurdle he scored. And in his first um, goal, the assist came via Eric Carlson. So now he has an 11-game uh, point streak, which is now tied for third longest. Point streak in San Jose Sharks history. This is for skaters. This isn't just defenseman. now. Now he's making history and he's skating along the likes of Jonathan Chichu. Uh, Jonathan Chichu, obviously, back in his uh, Rocket Rashard Trophy uh, season, back in t- 2005, 2006, for those of you who are not uh, too aware, uh, he did it for 12 games. So he had a 12-game point streak. Um Tomas Trickles, uh, Tomas second goal, by the way, that was assisted by Couture and Meyer. Um, so Meyer got himself a six game, uh, excuse me, he extended his point streak to six games, having six goals for assists. And, um, yeah, I mean, not enough could be said about Meyer. If you want to keep, like, you know, dividing it and, you know, um, widen the range at this point, he had, um, one point eight of his last nine games but as we mentioned at the top of the podcast for those of you know for those who want to know what's current pardon me uh he's still on a hot streak 11 points in his last eight games that's as as of today all right uh, let's just briefly get through this overtime um loss where where, where do i start okay Let's just start with some of the quotes that I thought really stood out. Again, this is uh, per Mercury News. This is Tomas Hurdle about the loss. Okay, We just have to keep playing the same way. He's talking about with the lead because the Sharks had the lead in this game. Uh, but it seems like we always get a little scared. Anyways. That's crazy. All right. right, I'll, I'll Again, I'll react to this in just a moment. Uh, another quote, this is from Eric Carlson from the Mercury News. We're trying not to give them anything to win. We end up giving them stuff anyways. Uh, in regards to protecting leads, Carlson said, it's something that good teams are really good at and teams that don't win that much are not. So there's two things I have. There's two problems I have with these two quotes really quick, and which is why I'm sharing with you. Number one, uh, Tomas Churdle talks about you know playing like they're playing scared. Well, who? <laughs> Who who's the one that like didn't stand like make a defensive play, just literally like dived and let it was essentially a three on nothing. A three on like just left the goaltender hanging to dry. You know what I'm saying? In overtime. I'm speaking of overtime. And then as far as Carlson talking about, you know, um not trying to give them anything and we end up giving them stuff anyways. You're the one that turned the puck over when advancing into um, the Flyers' zone in overtime. You you literally, like, and I don't mean this, like, you know, personally, I'm just simply saying, like, I don't know what it was, whether it was a miscue on the pass, but he essentially fed the puck directly to, you know, the tape and, um, you know, of, of the Flyer, the defending Flyer, and, um, you know, that resulted in that odd man rush. But what's even more odd about it is how, it looked as if they were going to catch the Sharks on a bad line change. They didn't because they mishandled the puck, yet they still had enough time to reset, beat out the two Sharks who were at the blue line when this turnover occurred. The, oppo- the opposing blue line, not their own, okay? And yet somehow the Sharks found themselves still on a three-on-one. It just absolutely makes zero sense to me. Um, I mean, the only thing worse losing in that fashion is wearing the reverse retro kit for those two consecutive games in a row. (laughs) Um, Brett Hedekin called out Tomas Hurdle's lackluster performance on the Sharks Instant Replay. You can hear what he said. Obviously, that was live on Sharks Audio Network, more than likely uh, post-game. But they have it on the Sharks Instant Replay. Uh, This was for the uh, 29th of December, for those of you who want to get his full take. So um, referring to Tomas Hurdle essentially making snow angels instead of defending my words, not his. Um, now I'm going to paraphrase what Brett Hedekin had to say. And again, you can hear the whole take on the Sharks as replay, but um, he said he was stunned on that last one hurdle, leaving his feet on the play, not a smart play defensively. You just don't leave your feet. You're better off just staying in the middle. Um, of three guys, trying to defend with whacking and hacking. So essentially, you know, like use your stick, <laughs> you know, try to take up space, you know, try to take away the lane anyways. But, um, that's, those are my words now. Um, Hedikin, again, I'm paraphrasing here. Get the whole take on sharks as a replay. Uh, went on to say, um, that hurdle just went down so early and that's just one of those, um, this is his quote. And that's just one that you just go, wow, that cannot happen on this level. And this is what we saw from Hurdle tonight on several occasions after the midway point of this hockey game. And that's something that I've been kind of saying too about so much hurdle. And I don't know if it's a curse of an eight by eight, but as much, you know, his, as much as he's producing offensively or in scoring and points per game, he's also responsible for a lot of the Sharks woes. And, um, yeah. Um, Hedekin went on to say that, you know, this happened on more than one occasion, I think it was Drew Remenda just about a couple of weeks ago was was talking about, you know, on in terms of, like, you know, hurdle in regards of suspension. Like, you know, he just hasn't been, you know, he's supposed to be one of his future leaders, and we're just not seeing it. And he's been in a slump. Um, so, again, yeah, he scored two goals in that game. But, you know, what, what good is it if, you know, you're continuously, like, I don't want to get into it. Let's just move on to the good stuff. All right. All right. But you know know what I'm trying to say. You know, what good is scoring the goals if you guys essentially, and by you I mean Tomas Turtle, if you're going to essentially just keep, um, you know, giving the other team an opportunity to get one back. Okay, my bad. Getting a little just anxious reliving these, but it's all good. Um, Eric Carlson continued to make NHL history, by the way. Um so, again, he was the first defenseman to reach a 10-game point streak. Um, the fourth ever NHL defenseman to reach 50 points in 37 or fewer games. Uh, joining Al McInnes, Bobby Orr, the likes of them. Um, he's the first to do it since McInnes, who needed 35 games to reach 50 points back in 1991. Um, or 1990-91, the season. And he did that with the Calgary Flames. So, Eric Carlson is, um, you know... He's he's producing at a you know he's definitely he's never lost his superstar status, but he's definitely producing at like at a superstar uh status right now, pardon me. And um speaking of someone who keeps doing that as well is uh former sharks captain Joe Pavelski. So uh Joe Pavelski, if you didn't know, the sounds of Sharks with. We- to Dallas, Texas, or what to face, you know Dallas Stars. Um, they lost five to two uh, for Sharks territory. The main storylines were Tomas Hurdle, Eric Carlson, maybe for others Joel Pavelski. I'm about to share that with you. Uh, Pavelski had a goal and two assists, including um, an assist on a game-winning goal in the second period. And the Stars, you know, they took the they took the game New Year's Eve the last game of the year for the Sharks in 2022. And the reason I mentioned it's old Pavelski nonsense here is uh, three things. Number one, um, he wasn't like even scoring and I just knew it when they said it. So he wasn't even scoring in like 20 plus games before he faced the Sharks, which was his like all time career slump. I think it was 21 games without a point and go figure. He gets a goal and two assists when San Jose Sharks show up to uh, Dallas. Um, the second reason why I'm talking about Pavelski is, you know, here's a guy who's like what 38 years old, and he just got a contract extension. Okay, so um, he has a one year contract extension going through um, the 2023-2024 season. Um, I believe it's like a base salary of 3.5, and includes potential bonuses to make it about 5.5 million. Um, So, one-year extension for 5.5 mil. Um, Pavelski is doing pretty good. Not too bad. 12 goals, 25 assists, 38 games. And um, he has 100. Now, these stats right here are coming out of ESPN, by the way. Uh, So, he has 122 assists, 78 goals, and 243 games since he's been a Dallas star. Anyways. Um, So, yeah. So that was definitely one of the storylines I think is the old captain uh just lighting it up against his former team. Uh the third reason why I want to go into this is can we now admit it can Sharks fans now admit it that Joe Pavelski is exactly where he wants to be? I get a little tired of um hearing the same old like one liner or two liner i guess that being that the reason why Joel Pavelski isn't here is because you know other people and other contracts etc cetera, etc cetera. Joel Pavelski didn't want to be in San Jose okay San Jose didn't want to give him the length i believe it was 3 years they wanted to give him 2 years because you know they figured his age he wasn't going to be productive and they decided to not give him what he asked for he decided to leave he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want he didn't want to stay in San Jose now i know the story keeps going back and forth But bottom line is he declined whatever San Jose had offered him, okay? I believe it was last season or a season ago, maybe two seasons ago, all right, that he had mentioned to uh, the local news reporters here that, you know, when he was asked about returning, you know, any possible return to San Jose, he pretty much shrugged it off, okay? Um, It's it's not happening. Um, So, yeah, there it is. Another year to secure his tenure in Dallas. And, um, I hope that, you know, for those of you who think Eric Carlson was the reason why captain America, as they call him, is no longer in Sharks territory. Well, you know, let's reevaluate, you know, exactly what it is. Um, or, you know, rather let's not, but pretty much what I'm trying to say is what we're getting on Carlson now. Um, I think, you know, it was, You know, it was worth it for those of you who think EK65 cost us the captain and some other core members of that Stanley Cup finals team. Uh, So speaking of EK65, let's get back to shark stuff here. All right. So Eric Carlson, again, uh, now he is, again, on a historic season, not just for, you know, for his self or his own production. Obviously, he's a Norris Trophy candidate, Um but you know, just just for what he's doing for the Sharks, so in this game against Dallas, he obviously got some points. So <laughs> he tied um, Rob Gaudreau and Jonathan T- uh, Chichu. Pardon me, Jonathan Chichu, for longest point streaks that being twelve games in franchise history. Um, his assist streak is the sixth longest by a defenseman in angel history, leading up to all right. I mean, by the end of that game in Dallas, by the end of 2022. So, you know, he's still accomplished. And now that leads us finally, finally, we can talk about something good here. (laughs) That leads us to New Year's Day. The only game that the Sharks have played this year was literally just two days ago, but it seems like it's forever with the next game lined up against the Anaheim Ducks on Friday. But um, New Year's Day, the San Jose Sharks went to Chicago, and one of the first main storylines before we get into results is that Mark Edward Vlasic played in his 1,200th career NHL game or 1,200th career NHL game. Um, so, you know, Congratulations to Mark Ehrter Vlasic. He did every single one of those games and every single one of those shifts until um, he scored a goal, by the way, in his 1,200th career NHL game. So that was pretty amazing. Um, But another historic uh, moment occurred on the blue line. And, of course, who else? Eric Carlson makes history. Um. So, he extended his point streak to 13 games, setting the record for the longest point streak in Sharks history. Um, he has earned a point in every game going back to the beginning of last month, literally a month ago, December 3rd. And it all started against his former team, the Ottawa Senators. Um. So, yeah. Congratulations to Eric Carlson. I cannot wait to see you know how how much longer how much further this streak goes even if it ends knocking on wood um in this next game against Anaheim uh he's he's on pace to do amazing things this season and obviously it helps out our club when it comes to uh, trade deadline time you know because the uh, trade value is going to get higher if they decide to part ways with DK65 who has expressed that he is happy and wants to stay here we'll see how long the uh you know, we'll see how long that um, resiliency um, stands up as we get closer to the trade deadline. But now, here we are. We've arrived to the most current game, the only game of 2023, that being uh, the San Jose Sharks against the Chicago Blackhawks. San Jose Sharks won that game 5-2. to two, And, I mean, y'all really didn't think Chicago's going to beat San Jose, right? <laughs> it seemed that way. Um, it seemed like they were like, playing a game of, of chicken. In that first period, you know, they, but, um you know, it was scoreless, it was like almost as if, you know, because I know it sounds like a bad joke, but it's no secret that Connor Bedard is going to change a franchise in NHL. I believe our previous episode, we got into the draft lottery uh, as the rules permit that uh, no team can drop more than two spaces. Uh, San Jose and all the simulations. I did 10 of them. You can revisit that uh, episode on sharkcityhockey.com. But in every one of the simulations, the Sharks did not um, win the lottery for the number one overall pick with their current standing being fourth um, overall selection at the moment. Um, so um, long story short is the the front runners are Chicago Blackhawks. And I'm sure, you know, they want to keep it that way. And as much as it sounds, the Sharks fans want to see the Sharks kind of contend for it. And these guys have already said expressly, I just want to say this, that they do not play for draft positioning and we believe them. Um, But yeah, that first period, it was scoreless. And then Patrick Kane and Sam Laff, uh, they um, scored for Chicago. So it looks like, Oh, smack, maybe, maybe the Sharks, are going to actually find a way to lose this game because they found a way to lose the previous three. Uh, but it wasn't meant to be for Blackhawks fans. And um, some of the Sharks, you know, they get off to the right start in 2023. A new year, you know, uh, a new team results. <laughs> uh, some of the Sharks put up five consecutive goals, uh, started with Jonah Gajevic in in the second period. Uh, 15 minutes and 12, um, 15 minutes, 12 seconds in, just about 40 seconds after that, Mark Edward Vlasic scored that goal, um, in his 12,000th game. Um, Alexander Barabanov got his sixth of the season, which um, Eric Carlson ended up getting his 40th assist of the um, of his season on Barabanov's goal. His 39th came on the Gajevic goal. Uh, Timo Meyer scored his 21st goal of the year to open up the third, and right about midway through that third period, Guinea Svechnikov got his fourth assist by Benino and Lindblom. So, um, you know, production was coming from um, you know just about everywhere. <laughs> what what else can you say? It's the Chicago Blackhawks, right? Not going to uh, blow this one too out of proportion, and um, you know, make it sound. Like it's like the sharks are all of a sudden turning over a new leaf, right? But it's just nice. It was nice to have on New Year's Day a San Jose Sharks victory. All right, thank you, thank you for um, sticking along. We are pretty much midway through the program here. Uh, if you're on Facebook or on YouTube, or if you're join the um audio version on your favorite podcast platform. Um, Thank you very much. Um, Looking forward to this year in 2023. And um, before we get into that, I want to take a look back at some of the moments that kind of stood out for me specifically in 2022 in Shark territory and um, share what I look forward to seeing in 2023. Uh, But before we do that, Let's um, take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back in just a moment. Hockey fans light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. If they do, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, welcome back to the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com. Proud affiliate of the the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm so excited. Pardon me. I got a case of the sh here. I, uh, I I got a new habit. I don't know if you want to call it a habit or hobby, whatever, but I've been drinking tea. I discovered tea. Um, I know that, you know, herbal drink that's been around for, you know, as long as mankind (laughs) just discovered it. Um, Just kidding. I've known about tea, but um, I've become very fond of it. And um, it's nice because it's soothing, but every now and then it kind of um, plays with the palate there. So pardon any of my pronunciations here um, as the texture might get in the way all right enough of that oddness. um what's going on what is going on um to everybody how was your holiday weekend uh, mine was pretty chill the weather definitely kept it that way um seems like it's going to be another week of high winds and wet weather here in san jose so you know everybody who's um You know, for those of you who have to commute or for those of you that have to make your trips and do your daily errands, whatever it is that you got in store, just be safe. Um, And, yeah, you know, um, I really want to talk about some of the moments that stood out for me in regards to this past year in Sharks Territory, that being the year of 2022. And, you know, it's going to be quite the um quite the recap and I know that I am not going to cover everything because there's obviously a lot of moving parts but I just want to talk about some of the stories that I thought were like um you know pretty pretty big uh pretty big stories uh for for me here in San Jose California um so let's let's get right into it all right so um the year in 2022 Sharks Territory was definitely um You know, a a year of change, without a doubt. I mean, it kind of started beforehand. But, um, you know, some of the moments that stood out, obviously, we're going to have to talk about Doug Wilson um, stepping down as the Sharks general manager. Um, Doug Wilson was the general manager, all right? He was a man in charge since 2003. I mean, here we are in 2023, and we're still getting accustomed to, to Mike Greer. And, you know, that's it. those are some big shoes to fill. I'll just be 100% honest with you. Uh, Doug Wilson qualified. Uh, well, he put together a team that qualified for the Santa Cup playoffs 14 years. All right. Uh, including 10 straight appearances. So um, for a decade between 2004 and 2014, Doug Wilson assembled a team that, um, you know, was in the show, which is why some of the Sharks fans are extremely spoiled. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, his win percentage was 45.6 wins per season. And, um, well, the Sharks averaged 45.6 wins per season and 100.7 points per year, um, you know, while Doug Wilson was the GM. And, you know, he was the one that brought us the likes of Joe Thornton, Dan Boyle. Some of y'all might say heater isn't isn't necessarily one you want to say. But at the time, Danny Heatley was a big deal. Obviously, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. um, I I remember a lot. I I still remember some that some some of y'all may not even want to mention out there. But like, I still remember. um, Oh, boy. (laughs) As I say, I remember. I forget. (laughs) Classic. Oh, my goodness. I cannot spit the name out right now. Uh, Longtime Penn, uh, GM of um, the Wild. One of the the first Latino to be uh, drafted in NHL, and I cannot spit the name out. Uh, Bill Guerin, my goodness. Thank you. I remember when he brought over Bill Guerin. I remember um, when he brought over uh, Campbell. I mean, almost every one of my favorite players our fondest memories in Sharks history has been impacted by Doug Wilson. Um, looking at draft picks, um, Joe Pavelski, obviously. Devin Setaguchi, Mark Edward Vlasic, who just got 1,200 career games. Logan Couture. Nick Bonino. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's hilarious because, you know, he actually did a good job. He drafted someone who was going to become a Stanley Cup champion. Unfortunately, it didn't happen until, um, you know, Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer, Mario Ferraro, obviously, goes on, right? Um, So, yeah, you know, he led the team for more than 18 seasons. Obviously, there was a couple of, uh, there was a lockout. So, you know, for those of you who are wondering, you know, where some of that time went, uh, you know, during his tenure, which is really unfortunate, by the way. Just just quick sidebar that lockout, that 04 05 lockout, my goodness, I feel like that hurt the Sharks the most because we were literally on the cusp of a Stanley Cup playoff berth for the first time in uh, franchise history. And then that happens. Ah, I just remember, um, you know, they introduced a salary cap, which I guess is good for the sport. But, you know, we saw like, Vincent dafus become um, an avalanche who didn't even get a chance to even be an avalanche. It was a crazy uh, time, that whole lockout. But, um, you know, catching up to the current, um, like Vlasic, he had, he being Doug Wilson, had 1,200 games as a general manager. Okay, so and that happened in 2019. Um, he is, I think, in 19th on all times with on uh, time wins list part of me in the NHL as a general manager and um yeah he has 700 wins or he got his 700th win part of me in 2020 as well so you know it's just he's an accomplished general manager and it didn't matter who you lined up after Doug Wilson you know you're talking about a tremendous task and some of you will say, "Yeah, that's because of the moves he's made and the contracts and he signed and blah blah blah." Okay, listen. Um, what? Regardless of how you feel about Doug Wilson, um, one thing's for sure is that his impact, his legacy in San Jose, it's just undeniably um, like I can't say anything like negative about it. It's just undeniably like like positive. Like he gave the he gave us what we know, you know. I mean, he, he pretty much gave us what we know here as fans as being, you know, what this, like the core of the Sound of the Sharks, um, you know, team history. Like he was, a, he just gave us every player who's a core a core player who was a part of that Sharks history. My bad. So, speaking of core players, as we revisit the 2022 uh, year in Sharks territory, uh, Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Patrick Marlowe retired um, after 21 seasons. Um with the Sounds of Sharks. Um you know, Patrick Marlowe is the leader in games played at 1607 for San Jose. Obviously he leads the league. He also played in Toronto and in Pittsburgh. Um so with one thousand seven hundred and seventy nine games. Um yeah. I mean him retiring was bittersweet because it was something that you did not, as a Sharks fan, want to see happen before he got a chance to put his name on the Stanley Cup. Um, yeah. Patrick Marlowe, I remember when he was named um, man of the year for San Jose. And um, I just remember his first year as a captain. And how he was just scoring those hat tricks in the postseason. I mean, my goodness. Uh, it's a shame. I remember it being bittersweet when, you know, just kind of recapping his career here. Um, you know, when Joe Thornton came along. And, you know, changing the guard, changing the captaincy. But I feel like Marlowe, regardless, even even during that last season when some of y'all felt that he was just skating with the Sharks just for the sake to break and make history in a shark sweater, know I would argue say that you know, Patrick Marlowe has always been a leader in that San Jose locker room, regardless of um, a patch being you know, the captain of Cindy a patch being on his sweater or not. All right, um, so uh, there's only one last real thing for um, Patrick Marlowe to do as a player in San Jose Sharks history or you know, Sharks territory. And that's to have his number raised to the rafters. And that's going to happen. That's going to be on a Saturday at the Tank, February 25th, 2023. The place to be in the Bay Area, in San Jose, without a doubt, is going to be the Shark Tank. They're hosting the Chicago Blackhawks. If you get yourself a ticket still, jump on them. Okay, But that's going to be the place to be, and that's going to probably be like the real like show of this season outside of maybe all the stuff that goes down in a trade deadline and where the Sharks find themselves uh, come the end of the season in terms of draft positioning, uh, Patrick Marlowe's number being retired is going to be one of the best things of the 2022-2023 season. All right, moving along, of you know just again recapping the last year in Sharks' uh, territory – uh, Mike Greer, obviously, he makes NHL history by becoming the general manager of the South of Sharks and becoming the first black general manager in the National Hockey League history, history, okay, so Mike Greer has been an NHL hockey player, obviously, he spent time with the San of the Sharks, um, he's also been a scout, a coach, and an executive, and um, Prior to being named the Sharks general manager, he was the New York Rangers hockey operations advisor, where some of y'all would argue to say that that's where he brought along David Quinn to become the Sharks' tenth coach in franchise history. Um, and just to kind of visit this because we never have in this um in this podcast, but uh, some of the transactions of you know who they brought. Um, you know, or as the sharks call it, you know, how they were built. So coming from the sound of the sharks here. Um but you know, Luke Cunnin, um, Oscar Lindblom, Steve Lawrence, e 2 Makinayemi, Matt Benny, Nico Sturm, Marcus Navara, Aaron Dell, CJ Seuss, Andrew Agazino, Evgeny Savishnikov, Scott Harrington. These are all players that Mike Greer and David Quinn have brought to Sharks territory um, for the most part uh, via free agent signing with the exception of uh, Lawrence and E2 Mekinemi, who are part of that Brent Burns deal, which is what we're about to talk to now about right now. Uh, Brent Burns being traded out of San Jose will definitely be one of the biggest stories of 2022. It is the biggest story of 2022. Um, just what his second game of NHL action this season, and he was already back in San Jose, uh, this time in the opposing locker room. Uh, San Jose Sharks got a third round pick in next year's draft, along with E2 and Steven Lorenz. So, um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, a lot of you will say that, you know, Brent Burns being traded is what allowed eric carlson's resurgence which is definitely kind of going to be one of the main storylines of 2022 but i think it will you know it's obviously going to linger into 2023 but yeah i mean eric carlson was already making history at the end of the year so um maybe brent burns um departure from san jose who as we mentioned at the top of the podcast pretty much asked mike greer if he could go just the same as ryan Merkley. I don't know if you asked Mike Greer, maybe yes Joe will. But um yeah. Uh, Brent Brett Burns being traded was probably one of the first signs outside of Bob Bootner being fired and um Doug Wilson stepping down. Is that, you know, um the sharks are finally gonna take change head on. Um Hurdle's eight x eight definitely is gonna be one of the biggest stories of the twenty twenty two. Um, you know, the, the sharks, you know, the sharks went all in on Hurdle. They went all in on Hurdle. Um leading up to the season prior to, you know, him being signed, which happened just a couple of weeks before the trade deadline. So they really took their time on signing Hurdle um to a contract extension. But uh the point I'm trying to make is, you know, almost you know, lingering from last summer going into um or you know not last summer two summers ago and then going into the spring of last year in 2022 was whether or not Tomas Hurdle was going to you know remain in san jose now as it stands he's the only player who's safe in san jose everybody according to sharks general manager mike greer is available for the right price and that right there is just about some of the big headlines that i wanted to cover um, there's two more that I want to kind of, um, focus on. Well, three, I guess, uh, that being James Reimer. We'll start with that. So James Reimer, Reimer reigns. Okay. Or Optimus Rhyme, as most of you call him on social media, on Twitter. Um, I think he's a story of 2022. Now, obviously as of late, you know, it's hit or miss, You could argue that he's not getting a lot from the supporting cast. So, you know, he's not winning any awards, so to speak. But um, James Reimer, I think he's one of the big stories because he was signed to be presumably the veteran um, death goaltender, right? Like the backup. Uh, It was presumed that Aiden Hill would be the goaltender of sharks future and then Kapo Kakinen when the sharks traded for him, um, kind of a weird situation going on in net there too. I remember that. So, you know, it, it was, there's a whole mess, but following the Martin Jones, um, buyout, and now we're going a couple years back. So pardon of me, uh, you know, things are kind of getting, you know, a little hectic in the net. I mean, you kind of had like goalie roulette going on, um, it's obviously been held down and I feel like that real stability comes from James Reimer. Okay. So that's the whole point I'm trying to make with this story. Um, you know, Kapo Kakinen, who apparently is trying new things just hasn't been, you know, kind of in the same situation like Ryan Merkley, he just hasn't been, you know, hitting the mark and I'm sure he'll get there. And he was in net by the way for that victory against Chicago. So, He has the first victory in 2023. But, um, you know, James Reimer won the job. And in 2022, it was finally, like, solidified. Like, he finally was being recognized as a starting goaltender in um, Sharks territory. So uh, that's one thing I want to point out. Another story that I kind of want to um, go into here. Uh, So the Southern Sharks drafted a local kid. All right, so San Jose Sharks drafted a kid from San Jose. Uh, San Jose Sharks selected reslawback Lawback back from um, out of, how do I say this? He was a junior shark. So they selected him this, this previous draft, 217th overall. All right, so he's a San Jose native and a former junior sharks player. Uh, for those of you who want to know how he's doing right now in 2022, 2023 um, in the USHL, he has 29 points in 58 games played. So if I'm, or excuse me, that's what he's projected to have, pardon me. Uh, he's projected to have 29 points in 58 games played. So um, I believe the the Seuss, uh, the Seuss City Journal reported that um, just this previous game, with the uh, Omaha Lancers, which is where he's playing now, the former junior shark sounds a David Rieslebach. He scored at the seven mark eight um, mark to get the Omaha Lancers on the board. Uh, they didn't win that game; they lost to the um, the Sioux City Musketeers seven to five. But um, sharks prospect and. San Jose native, uh, Reese got the, uh, the ball rolling for them. So he's doing good things over there. All right. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. You know what I mean? Uh, it goes to show you that San Jose sharks actually do have a, not just impact, but a very meaningful impact in the Bay area. And that's pretty much, um, going to be where I lead to this last revisit of 2022. Um, Probably under the radar for a lot of you Sharks fans out there. And to me, I don't know why this just, to me, this means a lot to see from my team. Um, but the Sharks opened up a street hockey court in Merced. Okay, so Merced, California, for those of you who are unaware, it's kind of, um, you know, it's it's one of those, it's definitely going to be, in, I say, in the next five to 10 years, it'll definitely be a further developed city, especially with UC Merced out there now. But it's definitely in, um, it's Central Cali. More the rural kind of the farmer land out there uh, area, as some people refer to it as. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see um, the San Jose Sharks have an impact outside of just the Bay Area. Now I believe they did this as well as far almost as far up north, if not in Sacramento. But this past year in um, at Applegate Park in Merced, uh, the San Jose Sharks Foundation. Um, unveiled this again was march 23rd of this past year Uh, and they unveiled a Till top street hockey court so um yeah they installed the Till top courts in a neighborhood again the sharks foundation throughout northern california and um now merced county is um you know amongst uh, many neighborhoods who are going to have an opportunity to have their youth get um, exposure to the sport of hockey. Uh, the Sharks Foundation also supplies street hockey gear and equipment for, um, you know, for the um, teal top court, as they call it, or street hockey court in Merced. And yeah, um, I guess to me, the reason why I find that kind of um, awesome is... I know a lot of people who are out there in the area we even have some followers on the facebook uh, page who live out in that area so it's just nice to see uh, the sharks reach um you know their reach isn't just limited to you know um the boundaries if you will that are the bay area or the greater bay area Um, it's nice to see them doing their work in northern california and now a little bit more uh, central california and, yeah, so that was 2022. Obviously, there's a whole lot more going on. And thank you for everybody who um, who are, you know, watching this episode, the first episode of 2023. Obviously, we got a new format, and we're going to be moving uh, forward on YouTube and on Facebook for our live streams of the Shark City Podcast, official podcast of sharkcityhockey.com, proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network and um yeah you know thank you to everybody who's uh, joined it looking forward in 2023 i look forward to seeing doug wilson back in the nhl to be honest um obviously speed recovery on with whatever it is that he's dealing with uh health wise but it was said that he was um perhaps considered before you know or during his um his absence it was said that he might be considered for an even higher uh, position an executive perhaps position with another team. So um, I'm pretty sure we have not seen the last of Doug Wilson in the NHL. Um, I also look forward to see what's going on with, um, with Patrick Marlowe. I think after they wrap up his Jersey ceremony, maybe perhaps him and Jumbo jumble, Joe Thornton who's been hanging out at the tech CU and at the shark tank lately. Um, you know, maybe, Maybe they uh, suit up in their, um, you know, their, uh, their tie, their suit and tie and join uh, the coaching staff for the Sharks. Maybe they join Nabby. who knows, and uh, Mike Ritchie, right? Anyways, um, but, yeah, I look forward to covering some of the Sharks for you all out there. I look forward to uh, continuing to grow the podcast. Thank you for everybody who's been supporting us as we approach our one-year anniversary here uh, as a Shark City podcast. And, um, you know, I'm just going to end it like that. We have pretty much been rolling for an official regulation hockey game about an hour here, and there's not much uh, left to be said except, uh, once again, thank you to everybody. Thank you to um, those of you following us on Twitter, those of you following us on Facebook, those of you who follow us on Instagram, everybody that follows us amongst all those platforms across the board. And, um, you know, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And uh, leave comments in the comments section. Uh, rates, reviews, rants—doesn't matter. Just try to keep it clean. Does not saying you have to keep it positive. You know, you you do you you do you. Just you know, keep it respectful. And uh, by all means, um, you know, drop any feedback that you have. Uh, open door, just like uh, Mike Greer. Okay, <laughs> if you want some change, just walk through and tell me. Walk through the door and tell me. All right. Um, I am Aaron James. Thank you once again. This has been the first um, podcast of 2023, and I'm going to say um, you know good night to everybody. And uh, thank you uh, one more time. Uh, looking forward to 2023 and talking sharks hockey and covering sharks hockey with um, you know with the rest of you out there. All right. With that being said, I am going to call it a podcast. So uh, check us out. All the previous episodes at sharkcityhockey.com and follow us across the board of social media at Shark City Hockey. And, um, you know, please rate, like, subscribe, all that jazz, all right? And until next time, I'm Aaron James for the last time. And um, this has been Season 2, Episode 17 of the Shark City Podcast. Have a good night, everyone.